Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today we're doing a new episode called Ask the Aviation Attorney. And joining me today is Chris Pazala from the law offices of Strumer Law. Uh, hey, welcome, Chris. It's great to have you back. Hey, Carl. Great to be here. So before we get into the questions here, just a quick shout out to our sponsors at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. And those are the folks that actually sponsor us and give away those free scholarships guides. And hey, by the way, if you want one, you want a free scholarships guide, that's where you find it right there. All those coupon codes, over $120 million in scholarships that you can find there. Hey, if you're somebody that wants to help, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash pay it forward. You can give in many different ways through our Patreon account, uh, through helping us out directly through the pay it forward pro- uh, program. But all those monies, all those dollars, they go towards our scholarships guide. And then when we raise $10, we give away one scholarships guide. And that's how they can find it at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. So let's get on with the show. Today's show is from questions that I've received both through our career coaching sessions and also from our feedback. If you have questions, by the way, uh, in the feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, just put a little note there. Say, hey, could you ask the attorney this? Over the years, I've had to consult with an aviation attorney and I've actually helped a lot of people get jobs who thought they couldn't get jobs after something happening. And you're going to see something in their background, maybe something that just happened. You're going to see that there's a lot of things that you can that can happen in your life, but you can still pursue an aviation career. So I want to get into a few of those here. So don't forget, if you have a question, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And also let me know if you want us to do more of these, if you uh, really enjoy this type of content, uh, if we can ask the aviation attorney. These are mainly uh, positioned towards people that are interested in aviation careers, obviously, but these rules eh, apply to uh, most pilots and most careers. So let's get started with the first uh, question. So, uh, but before we do that, gosh, I, I forgot to even have uh, Chris uh, uh, introduce himself. Chris is an aviation attorney. So tell us a little bit about what you do at uh, Strumer Law and also how they can contact you. Well, of course, Carl. Um, as you know, I started my career as a pilot and I actually still fly full time. Uh, but I also work at the law offices of Robert Strumer uh, with my uh, partner, uh, Robert, of course. <laughs> he goes by Bob. Uh, anyways, Bob's out in uh, Santa Fe. I'm in the uh, Florida office. And uh, most of what we do, well, all we do is aviation, but in particular, we do uh, pilot issues, Uh, anything from gear up landings to FAA medical questions. uh, We get quite a few of those. And so that's been our area of focus is working with pilots to uh, address issues and hopefully resolve those in a beneficial way. Awesome. Well, are you ready for the first question? Go ahead. All right, here we go. Our first question comes in from uh, somebody who that wrote in actually at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And he writes, uh, can I remove a felony arrest from my record so the airlines don't see it when I apply? Uh, so, Chris, can they uh, remove that felony arrest so that the airlines won't see it when he does apply? Uh, that's a great question. We get that quite a bit. Uh, with the FAA and, and also with the um, airlines, a lot of times they will ask about prior convictions, uh, particularly felonies. And the short answer is no, unfortunately, it does not come off the record. Uh, a lot of folks ask me about expungements. Uh, an expungement is a removal, a partial removal from the record at the state level. In reality, expungements are not 100%, and they aren't always effective at the Uh, federal level, including aviation. So the short version is that even if it's been expunged at the state level, we would still treat it as an active or on the record event. 
And it would be better to disclose that and provide an explanation than to try to conceal it. Yeah. And from a career counseling perspective, I usually tell people that they're going to find it uh, when they do a lot of their background checks. And it really, it does, it is something that uh, I've had people say, no, I didn't have a felony arrest and a felony conviction. And they actually found it on their record and they had, they were terminated. So uh, from a career counseling perspective, I, I definitely would, you know, tell people about that and having an expunge though, just like you said, is something that uh, I guess you can try, but uh, are they going to find it? I think so in my opinion. So let's look at the next question here, Chris. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one that says, uh, can I apply to an airline with a felony arrest and no conviction, meaning that uh, there was a, either a withholding of uh, adjudication and or they uh, were actually found not guilty. So can they? Can you apply with a felony arrest with no conviction? And uh, and what do you think of that one? Uh, well, a couple of notes. First of all, you can always apply. Even if you have the felony conviction, that doesn't mean you won't get a job. It just means that you need to disclose that and, and be honest uh, when you apply for that job. Uh, now, a lot of these forms are very specific, and they'll say conviction as opposed to an arrest or a charge. If you were charged and the charges were dropped or you were able to uh, win in court, then in that case, if it says conviction and you weren't convicted, then you don't need to put that down. Uh, the one that we're running into more often now are what we call diversion programs. These are the uh, withheld without adjudication. They have different titles in every state, uh, but they're broadly called diversion programs. And they're a way of addressing a legal issue without really getting to a guilt conclusion or not. These are very sticky. So if you've got a case like that, I would call an aviation attorney and talk to them before you uh, filled out the questionnaire or went to the job interview and, and know exactly what you do or don't want to put down uh, because those can get a little bit complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And to add to that, in an actual interview, if they ask you, have you ever been arrested of a felony uh, charge? And you have to say yes if you have, but usually have you ever been convicted? Have you ever been arrested for a felony or have you ever been convicted is usually what they ask, but make sure you listen to the question. Uh, so uh, that's that's really important because you don't want to get caught lying. That's the real important thing here, by the way. The underlying theme is you don't want to get caught in a lie. Uh, you know, be be forthright with them, and uh, and just remember that you can get a job uh, if you do have a felony arrest or a felony conviction. It depends on on what it is. Um, so the next question is kind of like the first one, but different. Um, the next question is, can I have a felony conviction? removed from my record. Again, a felony conviction removed from my record. Uh, so again, really not going to be a good way to get that removed uh, that would be recognized by an airline or the federal level. So the short version is uh, you are going to have to disclose that. So the best thing to do is to put some time on it uh, or behind it, uh, learn from whatever mistake caused that, and be prepared to talk about it on the interview. And almost everybody, you know, especially later in career, is going to have something in their interview they don't want to talk about, whether it's a checkride failure, an aircraft incident. It happens. And the airlines do find these. Uh, one of my clients discovered a few days ago that a pilot did not disclose a former employer and a checkride failure at that employer. Uh, and so that's now an issue that's going through their HR and legal departments uh, while they try to figure out what to do with this employee. And that's going to be very unfortunate because uh, the employer might have hired him even knowing, but now that, that he's lied to them, they're not really sure they want to keep him. Uh, I will also point out that there are other ways that employers ask questions. One of my first interviews in the airline industry, I think it was my second interview, they asked me if I'd ever been fingerprinted. 
And that was their way of getting around the arrest versus conviction question was to ask, have you ever been fingerprinted? And at the time, I never had been, so it wasn't an issue, but uh, that was their way of doing that. Yeah, good good point. And by the way, on the fingerprint issue, I know a lot of folks that work with uh, children and stuff like that are going to uh, write in. So before you write in, yes, I've been fingerprinted many times, and that's because I, I work with children and et cetera. There are organizations that make you get fingerprinted. Uh, so just remember that that isn't necessarily a bad thing, uh, but that is one way I guess they can kind of assume from that, but you can't assume it, right? Because because uh, you even if you're fingerprinted, it could be for a good thing. Well, honestly, it's a way to go. Actually, in my case, um, I had been fingerprinted as, as a kid. Um, at the time, they were fingerprinting kids in that area. And so I did disclose that on the off chance that that fingerprint might be in some kind of a database and come back up later. And they didn't take any issue with that, of course, when I explained that, well, this was, you know, when I was seven and this was done for safety. So fingerprinting does for all kinds of reasons. And that's fine. Just tell them why you did it. Yeah, absolutely. The point being, tell them why you had it. Maybe you were in the Civil Air Patrol, you were working with cadets, and you had to get fingerprinted. Uh, just tell them the exactly why. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit away from the felonies and the convictions and that type, of, because I know I get a lot of questions about that. Just remember this, no matter what it is in your background, uh, make sure you talk to somebody, an attorney, a career counselor about you know whether it's a good idea to pursue that career, or maybe look at different types of jobs within the aviation community. So let's move on to one that has to do with medicines. Uh, this comes up often, and it, it's a subtle question in that it's asked this way. Do I have to report all medicines that are prescribed to me? And so the answer to that is you would list the medications that you actually use. So any medication that you are currently on. If you're on a medication temporarily, but that has discontinued, uh, generally, we wouldn't report that, but we might report the underlying condition. For instance, I had a client that was in the hospital for a few weeks. And so uh, in that case, they did request the list of medications from the hospital, and we did provide that. Now, one of the questions I get is um, from folks who have had a prescription and decided not to use it, uh, whether it was a, a painkiller for a procedure and they decided they didn't want to take it or uh, whatever it is. If you didn't take it, don't put it on the form, of course. That being said, um, if, if the doctor has prescribed something and you don't think you're going to use it, it's better to go back to the doctor and make sure that that's on the record that you did not use it. Because if later on you have to provide those hospital records or doctor records for some other reason, you don't want the FAA to go in there and see that medication listed and make an assumption that you used it and think that you didn't disclose it because that could be even worse. So, you know, you get the, the, the medical treatment you need, put down what you did. And if, if something's prescribed and you don't need it, make sure that you have some kind of a record that you ultimately didn't uh, use it. Yeah, that's some great advice because, uh, especially in aviation, you're working with doctors that may not deal with pilots and they prescribe things that aren't legal for us to fly. And if we've never taken it, you know, maybe we should get a note on our chart that says, hey, you know, I didn't actually take that and the patient didn't actually take it. So good point. Really good point about that. So let's move on to another question. And uh, this question, I'll read it as it is, but I think they're asking two different things here. Uh, the person writes in and says, I was forced to resign. Can I have that removed from my PREA, uh, Pilot Records Improvement Act uh, reporting and database has all of this information about your prior failures and training, et cetera. Uh, so if you were forced to resign, 
let's start with just the question the way it's written. Can that be removed from the person's Priya? Right. So we should probably talk a little bit about how Priya works. And I should mention that the FAA is going to a new system, the, the pilot record database, which will go active over the next two years. In the meantime, uh, we are still using the Priya system. With the Priya, a small percentage of the information, uh, your, your license, your medical incidents, accidents, that's saved on the FAA's database. Everything else is saved at your former employers. And when you apply to a new aviation employer, they actually reach out to all your past employers and ask for a copy of your records. And that includes uh, your training records, any failures, and any disciplinary actions that took place at the company. Uh, I can tell you that airlines are very inconsistent with how they fill out PRIAs and how much information they send. So you really never know how much is going to be sent to your new employer. The short version is if you left under uh, not very good terms, it's better to disclose that than to have uh, something from your previous employer show up on a PRIA and raise questions. Absolutely. And then uh, make sure when you do tell them why uh, you are forced to resign, it actually is why you were forced to resign, uh, or if you did resign. for And some of these people word it differently. You know, have you ever resigned during training? Uh, they don't word it, were you forced to resign? They'll ask you, have you ever resigned from a company? Those type of things. Uh, trying to get that information out of you and, uh, and to see if you've actually been fired. Uh, because a lot of times when you go to an employer and the employer has caused you to, or you have a failure and they, that's caused you to have a review. And they, in that review, they say, Hey, you know, you have a choice. You can either be fired or resign. And then you resign instead so that you don't have that firing on your record. Uh, that's normally how this comes about. Uh, so they give you the chance to resign. It also is good for the company. If you resign too, uh, they don't have to pay the unemployment benefits. Also, uh, I have a lot of experience with this, uh, when I was working with the, you know, the furloughed folks at another airline where some of the people came back and they actually were fired, but were given the opportunity to resign. So think about what's best for your situation is what I got to say there. So, uh, but interesting how, what you said is, is so very true, how things can vary vastly on on both the reporting and also the requesting of the PRIA. I know that uh, this is coming up where it's going to all be uh, accessible from the database. Uh, that that date, and I haven't looked it up, is kind of a moving target. What was the date that they're going to have this database all set up again and ready to be used? Uh, the FAA is anticipating it will be available June of next summer to begin importing the data. So with the new database, instead of your previous employer having your information uh, it'll actually be uploaded to the FAA real-time as you're employed. And when you depart that employer, uh, it's all in, contained in the FAA's database. And your new employers will now reach out only to the FAA and pull that. The nice thing about that is we know that it's going to be much more consistent and comprehensive. Um, I also believe that it's going to be visible to the pilot. I believe there's a way to uh, see, which is a lot better than right now, where it's very hard to see what is on your PRIA. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I think that's all we have for today. Um, I would love to have more comments from the folks that are watching or listening uh, on iTunes or wherever your podcatcher is. Uh, you can find out more feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast today, or excuse me, aviationcareerspodcast.com. Uh, and one of the things I'd like you to do is in that message, if you want to ask the attorney, aviation attorney, put down there, could you ask the aviation attorney this? Or can you ask this on a next episode? Uh, because this is really good stuff. But the most important thing, though, 
is realizing that every situation is different. So if you need help is to reach out and discuss this with somebody, either a career counselor or somebody who's going to be an aviation attorney to help you move forward in your career. Of course, you can find us at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching if you need some counseling in this to prepare yourself to decide whether you should move forward in your career. But if you have actually specific aviation questions, you can reach out to the law offices of Strummer Law or strummerlaw.com and Chris Pazala. Chris, is that correct, the best way to reach you? Uh, yes, uh, email is the best way to get us. Uh, and also the website has uh, our emails and phone numbers so uh, feel free to reach out. Awesome. And uh, cool pictures of airplanes on the website. So go check it out. Strumerlaw.com. Again, Chris, thanks so much. And I can't wait till our next episode when we do another episode of Ask the Aviation Attorney. Thank you, Carl. So if you're somebody who's on the fence about whether you're going to become a pilot, whether you can progress in your career, Maybe it's due to a legal issue. Maybe it's due to a little hiccup in your career, the possibility of a, a firing, a felony, or something else. What I want you to do is this. I want you to research it online, but also reach out to somebody that can help you. Whether it's an aviation attorney, a career coach like we have here, it's very important to get that information and not just get it on the internet and the forums. Get it from some people that have experience, like the folks at Streamer Law, and also here at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And if you're somebody who's looking to move forward in your career and you want someone else to pay for it go check out our scholarships guide and to get one for free aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free and if you want to help those people get those scholarships and you want to give one of those scholarships guides away for free it's real simple aviationcareerspodcast.com slash pay it forward every time we raise ten dollars we give away one free scholarships guide but most importantly no matter what you're doing in your career or in your flying life right now I want you to take action today to move forward in your career. Don't stop now. Do the research. Reach, reach out to some of the people we've talked about here at streamerlaw.com. Look at the website, aviationcareerspodcast.com, at some of the resources out there. Maybe you're having a medical issue. There's, there's information about who you can reach out to as far as medicals are concerned, how to study for your next airline interview. But the most important thing that you can do for me today is to take one step today to move forward in your career, in your life. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. 